hey, if anybody knows me, I'm a nut for anything with the theme or, or any collector's edition items of the movie Back to the Future. I am a Back to the Future buff. One, two, and three. Watch them all the time when they come on TV. I can watch them over and over and over again. I have the out-of-time license plate. I have a couple of models of the DeLorean, uh, the Back to the Future DeLorean, not just the the DeLorean, okay? It's got to be Back to the Future edition. Uh, I've got a limited edition uh, replicated um, movie poster that is autographed, but again, it's a replica. It's a picture of the original, okay? And yeah, I love it. And I just got something that, you know, all of this was given to me by my son. My son knows I love Back to the Future. And I got the most coolest fucking thing from him today that I'm still mind boggled at technology and how they did this. But uh, let's get it started, man. Season four, episode two. Let's kick it. If you blink, you missed it. All the way from Animal House Studios in the chilly Hudson Valley, you're listening to The Cycle Shack Podcast. Hey, welcome back. I'm Ivan... Thanks for tuning into the podcast again. Today is Saturday, uh, November thirteenth. It's chilly. We just got over a storm, a big rainstorm that was uh, that just blew in. It was raining yesterday too, but today it was like freaking bananas in the afternoon. Sun came out in the morning. It looked promising, but at about eleven o'clock, that all changed. Uh, so, yeah, it's November already, man. If we we're, we're a few weeks away from Thanksgiving. So anyway, this is episode two of season four of the podcast. Uh, hey, contact the show, the Cycle Shack Podcast at gmail.com. Send me any questions, photos, whatever you got, any show topics you want. And check out the podcast on Facebook at the Cycle Shack Podcast. And I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Anchor.fm. Anchor.fm is the sponsor of the show. It's the only sponsor of the show right now. If you have not had your own account opened with Anchor.fm. What are you waiting for? It's fast, free, and easy. Create your own content or listen to other people's podcasts. That's Anchor.fm. Check them out. So like I was saying, I am a Back to the Future buff, and I got a lot of shit Back to the Future. And I got something that I put on the page, on the Facebook page. It's a 80s-style television set with an 80s-style clicker remote, okay? It's got six buttons, play, pause, power, channel, up and down, volume, up and down, and the actual remote works, okay? And what it does is is that it's a little LED screen or LCD screen that's about one inch by one inch in the TV screen that plays uh, about 11 scenes, cut from the movie Back to the Future Part 1 to pretty much sum up the movie in a nutshell. And this is awesome. The way technology did this 
it's 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 on bananas, and you know he he found this at fucking Walmart, of all places. Excuse the French, but I I, I just got to share this. So you turn the clicker on, and it comes on. It gives its advertisement. Tiny TV Classics, it's called. It shows Blu-ray, Back to the Future. Right now, it's starting the Universal Studios emblem with the globe when the movie starts. And then you see the Universal sign, ring of, you know, come around the globe like a ring of Saturn. And the movie starts. Right now, it shows Doc and Marty at the mall when they when the movie first opens, and they're bringing the DeLorean to 88 miles an hour, and they're launching the dog, Einstein, through time. I mean, you hear it. It's playing. This is on a one-inch-by-one-inch one LCD screen, and it looks perfect. Unbelievable. I'm going to click to the next channel. Channel 2. It's playing Marty getting away from the uh, the terrorists. And he hits uh, uh, 1955. And he crashes into the barn. The next channel. It shows Marty in the diner with his dad. This is unbelievable. I'm like a little fucking kid playing with this. My wife and my son are looking at me. I'm smiling and clicking through the channels, and they're like, look at him. It's flicked to another channel. Remember the scene when he falls off the tree and he gets brought into the house, and it winds up being his mother? And he wakes up in her bed? That's this scene. He runs into Doc in 1955. This is when Doc first has to meet him to help him. This is awesome. (laughs) This is awesome, man. This is awesome. I'm stoked. Let me see. Uh, Okay, when George McFly punches Biff in the face. Awesome. Next channel, what is it? The famous scene where Doc has to put the extension cord back because Marty's going to hit 88 miles an hour. And it disconnected, so he swings down. Pops it together right as the lightning strikes and sends him back. I can't believe this. So, you know what? Enough. Enough. I'm going crazy. So, when it finishes, it goes back to Tiny TV and it shuts down. 
How cool is that? You got to get this thing, man. It's called Best Clips from Tiny TV Classics. And they have all types of movies, cartoons, but my son knows I'm a Back to the Future nut. So he grabbed this one and said, I got to bring it to my father. And holy shit, I'm amazed. I'm in love with this thing. All right, enough. So, talking about TV, I, uh, man, I've had a lot to watch. I don't know about you guys. I'm a Netflix buff, and it's that time of year when you got to stay indoors. But first and foremost, before I get into the movies, nah, you know what? Let's talk about movies. So, (laughs) Narcos, the third season of Narcos Mexico, off the hook, okay? The first one I liked, okay? The second one was horrible. Uh, It started out one or two episodes okay, and then from there on in, it lost me. I got bored, and I didn't watch it again. I haven't watched it. I haven't seen it. I was only two or three episodes in, and I couldn't stomach it. It was just so boring, okay? The third season, I'm into like episode six or seven, and I love it. It's awesome. It's it's Narcos again. Uh, So, yeah, I got to finish watching that hopefully tonight. And, uh... Of course, last Sunday night, the two-hour season four premiere of Yellowstone starring Kevin Costner, Cole Hauser. Awesome freaking show. Okay, 15 minutes into the show, it was nonstop action, guns blazing, you name it, straight up cowboy military style action. Off the hook, you got to watch it. That's on the Paramount Network, Yellowstone Season 4. Catch it tomorrow. I think it's at 8 o'clock Sundays. All right? Uh, It's Episode 2 tomorrow. You're going to love it. If you missed Episode 1, it was a two-hour season premiere episode. Catch up with it now. If you haven't seen it, they're giving Season 1 and 3 on Peacock Network. Got to check it out. So, moving on from that. Got a funny story. <laughs> it's uh, it's something that I came across. Again, you guys know this podcast is about everything I read. And I, I was just coming across some articles. This was on Fox Business. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with motorcycles, man. It's just out of left field. Arby's announces French fry flavored vodka. Are you kidding me? French fried flavored vodka. The beverages will be flavored based on the chain's curly and crinkle fries. This is a Fox Business headline. Chief Marketing Officer at Arby's, Patrick Schwing, what a fucking name, said that (laughs) though we've mastered the art of drive-through fries, we wanted to take it a step further by making them 80 proof. Being a potato-based liquor, this is... Uh, limited edition vodka infused with crinkle and curly fry flavors so Arby fans who are of legal age can responsibly enjoy our menu from bag to bottle. Ain't that some shit? Wow. Just thought I'd share that. It's not important. I uh, kind of 
I still haven't winterized my bikes. I'm actually going to do that tomorrow because tomorrow is supposed to be a, a chilly but sunny day. So I'm going to take the time to go uh, ride the motorcycles over to the gas station and fill up the tanks. Make sure the tires are nice and tight. By tight, I mean properly filled. Uh, wipe the bikes down properly. Uh, put the stabilizer in it and uh, let it work through. Let them run long enough to work the stabilizer through. Wipe them down real good, polish them up, and then throw the covers on them and uh, the battery tenders and the way they will sleep. Now, I'm going to do that to everyone except one bike. That bike's going to be my 2016 Ultra Limited, my bagger, my bike. It's my only primary bike. My wife's got two bikes. I still got one bike. I've decided as long as there's no snow on the ground and it hasn't rained, Okay, and even when they do salt, as long as it's been dry a couple of days and the salt is now sandy and dry, I will be riding my motorcycle. So I'm going to be purchasing me some kind of pants. I'm thinking of getting me like ski suit style pants where I'll be able to ride in the cold and they'll keep me warm. I've got fairing lowers that close and I'm thinking of getting me. If not heated gloves, a box of those hot hands that you just crack and put in the glove. Thinking of getting something like that. And a, if not a heated vest, a heated jacket. I've seen them on Amazon. I think they go for like 80 bucks. A uh, heated vest would probably be fine. Uh, you heard me? Probably be. be. It would probably be fine because I just need my core warm. I've got my full face, which I love. I, you know, I bought my full face mid-season. And I had the Biltwell uh, three-quarter helmet with the fish, with, with the, they used to call it the fishbowl lens, all right? It's the fishbowl lens that you pop with the three buttons and snap off. Um, it's a big West Coast type, type of helmet. But anyway, uh, I've had that for about four or five years, and I said, you know what? I'm going to get me the full face. I got to get me a full face helmet, but what helmet am I going to get? And since I love the Biltwell helmets because of their comfortability, I grabbed a Biltwell. No, Biltwell is not a sponsor. I just love their stuff. So I decided to use a Biltwell uh, Gringo 2 helmet, okay? And at first when it came, the earpieces were too thick. I think they were the 5 millimeter piece. They sent me the 2 millimeter for free. And what a difference. I get it on and it's great. I put my headset on it. It's got the little recesses for the uh, speakers for my headset. I also bought a new headset this year. Uh, we got the new, um, oh, man. Anyway, when I remember the name, I'll say it. The Cardos, the new Cardo. Uh, we had the Cardo Scala Riders. Now we have the uh, the Cardo Free Talks. Um, awesome. They work great. But anyway, uh, since the speakers recess right into the... It's, it's just got a built-in speaker recess in the foam, and you don't feel the speaker now. It's all flush with your ear. It's comfortable. I love this helmet, so I, it's going to be doing pretty damn good for me in the winter i'm gonna put it on uh i'll put it on with a nice baklava to keep the face warm and yeah and the neck warm so we're gonna give it a shot this year we're gonna try to ride all winter long as long as it's reasonable if it's below zero out obviously i'm not gonna be stupid but if it's a a, a 32 degree a 28 30 degree day I might chance it as long as it's sunny and dry. And it will only be local rides where I can ride when it's still daylight out. Okay, because that's what's going to make a difference. Once the sun's gone, you can forget about it. It's going to be 
huge, you know, really cold. Um, so we're going to give it a shot this year, man. I watch a lot of videos, especially these YouTube vloggers that I watch, like Cycle Fanatics and all these guys. They ride in the winter, man. Him especially. That 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 guy from Cycle Fanatics. Uh, love his, his stuff. Give him a plug. Cycle Fanatics uh, on YouTube. And, uh, you know, he's not too far away from me here. He lives in uh, northern New Jersey somewhere. And uh, I'm all the way up, a little further up on the New York side, upstate. But, um... Yeah, the guy was riding all over the place, and he was testing this this vest. I mean, it was November, December. He went on a couple of rides. January, I'm like, yo, if this guy can do it, I can. You know what I mean? And, and they were they were just hauling ass on the highway. So we're gonna give it a shot. Um, I got my heat running in the background. You guys probably hear that. Anyway, uh, that's what sucks when I do the podcast in the winter. My studio is a studio, but it's in my basement. So, when the when the boiler kicks on, you do hear it. <laughs> anyway, am I crazy for riding in the winter? I don't know. I know people that have done it, and uh, yeah, I bundled up on the one of the first cold days this year, and I bundled up pretty good, and I did a pretty damn good job because I was fine, and I was like, you know what? If I tighten this up a little bit more, get a heated vest, maybe some heated gloves, some nice thermal socks. I think I could ride all winter long, as long as the roads allow me to. But anyway, my main story today is a story that's of interest to me because, again, the two major competitors in the motorcycle industry in the American motorcycle market is Harley-Davidson and, of course, Indian Motorcycles. Uh, The absence of victory have just left Harley and Indian going battling neck and neck. I personally think they should have kept Indian uh, victory around. I read an article that quickly stated that an unnamed company, an unnamed but well-known company, car company, tried buying the rights from Polaris, which is the parent company of Indian and was the parent company of Victory. They tried buying the rights to produce the Victory motorcycle. And Polaris rejected it. So, anyway. Indian Motorcycles has now unveiled a prototype, okay, Plans for a prototype, they haven't showed the bike yet, for 2022, and it's geared towards coming after Harley-Davidson's Street Glide. Now, you may think that the Indian Challenger does that. No, the Indian Challenger does that for the Harley-Davidson Road Glide. The Chieftain does not do that for the Street Glide. Okay. There is a bike that Indian is going to design now that they are designing. And it's going to be with the new liquid cooled engine that they've used on the Challenger. They're now going to come out with another bagger with a uh 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 fork-mounted, 
fairing, just like the Street Glide, called the 2022 Indian Pursuit. That's right, Pursuit, like in Hot Pursuit. New Indian Pursuit with Power Plus Engine for 2022. You can click on the link on my show notes page. It's on uh, the October 7th edition of what is this, Motorcycle World? Ah, I'm sorry. Motorcycle.com. You can read along. It's uh, the October 7th headline on mo- the Motorcycle.com page. And it's titled New Indian Pursuit with Power Plus Engine for 2022. Now, the Power Plus is the Challenger engine. That's the liquid-cooled 122-horsepower engine that has been kicking Harley's ass on the track. Okay, let's face it. Let's call it what it is. Uh, I don't like Indian over Harley. Harley's my number one brand, but I'm going to call it what it what it is. Um, they're they're literally just kicking Harley's ass, and that's because Harley is using the air-cooled power plant to race against their liquid-cooled, which they're getting bigger numbers from. Okay, let's just call it what it is because both riders were phenomenal riders that they used for that race and. I think what Harley has to do to compete with this would be coming out with the uh, the same engine that they're using on the Sportster that they use that they downscaled from the engine that they used in the uh, uh, Pan America. The Pan America was a 1250, 150 horsepower engine. Okay, uh, they scaled that down. For the new Sports Duress. Um, I don't see why they did that. But anyway, they need to come out with a bagger that's going to have that 1250cc, maybe more cc's, because this one is more. That 1250cc liquid-cooled 150-horsepower engine, they need to put that on a bagger. And that's what Indian's going to do with this Power Plus engine. So check it out. Indian Motorcycles is preparing to launch a new touring motorcycle for 2022 powered by the same liquid-cooled Power Plus introduced in the Challenger. The new model will be called Pursuit and will be offered in a limited and dark horse variant with an optional premium package. We first broke the news when Indian filed a trademark application for the name Pursuit last year. The name was filed alongside other trademark applications for Guardian at the same time. So Indian's coming out with something called Guardian. What it is, we don't know. At the time, we mused that the Pursuit may use the 1768cc Power Plus engine. Now, here's another thing. A 1768cc Power Plus liquid-cooled engine... We can now confirm that this is the case thanks to vehicle identification number data that Indians submitted to the U.S. National Highway Traffic and Safety Administration. So it's done. The VIN documentation confirms the Pursuit's Power Plus engine with the same claimed 122 horsepower output as the Challenger, as well as the Dark Horse and Limited versions. There are no base model Pursuits listed. The document doesn't explain, doesn't, however, explain the pursuit will differ from the Challenger. 
It's showing a weight of 985 pounds. Uh, and 992 pounds on the premium package. Um, it says we do have a possible idea, thanks to patent filings from Indian, that show a motorcycle with a Power Plus engine, a fork-mounted fairing, a tall windscreen, and fairing lowers, absent uh, any other evidence. So... It shows diagrams, and this thing looks like a street glide, okay? Indian is pretty much coming after the street glide. And the street glide, uh, uh, the folks that like street flight, street street flight, <laughs> street glides. So, Harley, wake it up. Regardless of what, of what someone like me who's ridden Indians, and I think they kind of, they're fast, but they're very clunky and sloppy and, 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 and noisy. Um, the bottom line is, is that people are going to look at this option and say, wow, I like this. Another thing that pisses me off about Indian motorcycles is these stickers they fucking leave on the motorcycle. Warning. High speeds and blah, blah, blah. You know, why would you put that on the middle, on the top of your gas tank? It makes your bike look like a toy. These warning emblems and stickers. Anyway. Indian typically reveals its model lineup in September, but the timing seems to have changed this year, likely due to a combination of the pandemic, excuse me, and uh, ongoing supply and chain issues. Indian launched its revamp chief lineup in February, but we haven't heard much else about the 2022 models at this point. The VIN model documentation confirms that the Indian Challenger will have a new Elite and Jack Daniels limited edition versions for 2022. The Chieftain Elite also listed, but it appears there will not be a Roadmaster Elite for 2022. So, yeah. So it's coming. Let's see what happens. That's going to be interesting. And Harley's got to step it up a notch. They've already got the power plant. They put it on the Pan America. They put it on the sports duress. Now let's see what they do for the bagger lineup. Indian came out with a Challenger with a liquid cool engine. Harley still has yet to come out with one. Indian's now coming out with this 2022 Pursuit. They come out with the sports duress, meaning Harley. While it is great, the baggers is what's selling right now. So let's see what you're going to do for the new baggers. That's what I say. And you know what? As much as I hate to say it, and I've said this before on past podcasts, as much as I would hate to see the air-cooled engines go away, it's the direction that Harley-Davidson is going to have to move in due to the emissions getting stricter and stricter. Air-cooled engines are going to be a thing of the past, and there's only but so much you can do. They've got to go to liquid cooling. They've got to. It's going to produce a better running bike. It's going to produce a more reliable bike, a more reliable engine. That's for sure. Um, yeah. They need to do something and fast. 
Cycle World. Got some uh, news here that Cycle World revealed that Norton, Norton Motorcycles, is stepping up with a superbike. It's called the Norton V4SV Superbike. Re-engineered and updated V4 is part of the British firm's revival. Now, I'm not a big fan of Norton. I never liked the way the bike looked. But uh got to say, it's just interesting news. It's a 1,200cc V4 superbike and was first shown five years ago amid a flurry of ambitious plans. But the same bike became an emblematic... Uh, of the company's downward trajectory before it entered administration in January 2020. Anyway, whatever. This thing looks nice. It looks like your regular Suzuki Jixer type motorcycle. It's a super bike. What happened here to my computer? What is going on? No. Ah. Anyway, I don't know what I did. I seem to have knocked out my notes. Anyway. uh, Okay, here we go. So, yeah. Getting back to uh, Harley Davidson. Uh, They're going to have to come out with a bit stronger of a lineup for 2022. I know they got some bikes out. They're going to have to do more than just pull off one or two, three bikes. And they're going to have to introduce way more motorcycles to kind of get the one up in this industry and uh, do what they got to do. If they keep moving as slow as they are, they're always going to be second place. And what I mean by second place is, I mean, they're number one in sales, but that can change because Indians coming behind. They're second place as far as technology, as far as I'm concerned. I love Harley Davidson's, but I got to say, man, they got to step it up. They got to introduce that liquid cooled engine on the, on the, on the touring bikes. Check it out on the Facebook page at the Cycle Shack Podcast, the Cycle Shack Podcast at gmail.com. Send me questions, comments, tell me what you think of the show. I appreciate you guys. This was episode two of season four of the podcast. We'll talk to you next time, folks. 